Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined today by both of my co-hosts, Leonard and Cameron. Leonard, how's it going? I am good, everyone. I've been up since uh, 6.30 a.m., this morning mm-hmm. i marathoned the second volume of stranger things so twitter wouldn't spoil it for me <laughs> and then i worked a full day and then i was given the option of clocking out early without being paid and then worked my entire shift only to uh grace you all with my presence uh, i i'm i'm not feeling particularly arrogant about <laughs> my life decisions <laughs> at the moment. How's everyone else doing, Cameron? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I've just started <laughs> my my three weeks off, so I'm doing oh. great, actually. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, you're doing yeah. significantly better. I'm like, oh, I get three <laughs> days. You get three weeks? All right, fine. Yeah. I know how it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't get any pay for the next three weeks, but I'm also at that point where I'll take not having to look at a six-year-old for the next three weeks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I'm looking forward to uh, not actually relaxing, but at at the very least not bending over at the waist because the kids are all like three feet tall. Um, (laughs) Let my back rest for three weeks. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty well. How about you, Dave? (laughs) Uh, it's, It's another... Another day. Yeah. Every day, wait. I wake up, and every day is a new day. <laughs> another day because it's just been mm. really hectic. Uh, yeah, across the country lately yes. for a while now, but it's just really bad. Like doubling mm. down, pretty bad. Every every yeah. day, a trash fire. So <laughs> this is a, a a welcome reprieve from that, and uh, yeah. We, we took a little time off last week because stuff mm. was just a little too much. Um, yeah. And while we are an entertainment podcast, some things just need to be taken, you know, seriously. And uh, but otherwise, yes, we're we're here again. We're back <laughs> um, to to distract and to to educate and to just have fun. A little bit of fun. We all need to have fun. Oh, you mean you mean we're taking some time from the clown world nightmare that we actually currently occupy to uh, talk about the significantly lighter nightmarish theocracy that is is Elden Ring for for a yeah. second? Oh man! Yeah, I mean that's our pretty much. <laughs> you think that 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 doesn't that's not changed in the last like six years? It's uh, mm. oh, I know. Oh, to lighthearted things. I mean, everything we picked, we've done years. Where hey, look, every other week is horrendously depressing existential crisis. Right here for you. <laughs> yeah, but still, when when the option is to uh, you know acknowledge the real world and deal with the murderous nightmare theocracy of the lands between with its 
hand monsters and uh-huh. snake kings, one has to wonder <laughs> which one really is the worst option. Well, it's not the game where you have the agency to uh, end the terrible events going on. Like, mm. Mm, but you do <laughs> one of the well, engines. <laughs> 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 Not gonna lie, you in do actually have the agency. In a <laughs> manner. <laughs> yeah. With, with infinite lives and chances to redo mistakes. Ah, if only. Toss in some uh, addendums. I don't think that's what I want, but that's what we're getting. Qual- <laughs> qualifiers. There we go. Yeah. What are we yeah. talking anyway. about this week? <laughs> we're, we're back to Elden Ring this week. Uh, next week should be the resumption of the adventures of Boy and Company. Uh, boy yeah. and crew. Yeah. <laughs> the, the 90s boy band that never really <laughs> took off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Bogan Boys. The Bogan oh, Boys. Oh, yeah. right oh man, that's your Australian boy band, the Bogan yeah. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. wouldn't put it past someone to actually do that. Uh, well, but it'd be Rupert Murdoch, and we don't care. Uh, so. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so that'll be next week. This week, we are back with Elden Ring continuing our our journey to the lands between yeah taking a step sideways it's not really yes. backwards sideways i would say and uh exploring ronnie's quest line this time so it's not particularly an area but yeah through the areas that it involves um we've, we, we've just uh went through siofra river uh and this one will be a little bit of Ansel yep. and the Carrion Manor as well. And a few uh, Everjails. Yes. Bits yeah. and bobs here and there. Yeah. Um, because Miyazaki learned from his Dark Souls mistake and decided to make his uh, King Seeker, uh, not King Seeker, uh, Dark Stalker, Dark, Dark Seeker? Yeah. Dark, Dark Stalker. Framp? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dark Stalker. Uh, He's a Morgan fan. Um, uh, yeah. A, yeah, a, a, a very pretty waifu. Um, yes. <laughs> to Laura. Rather than a big sock puppet. <laughs> yeah, rather than a Jim Henson uh, workshop <laughs> creation, <laughs> decided to make um, uh, it a mysterious waifu that would attract the majority. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and everyone I'll go back wants to do that. Saying I really hate those uh, teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. So the thing that I, that bothers me the most is like the the uh, cheek flaps. I <laughs> I hate the cheek flaps. I'm just like, is, are you a camel? Do you store like fat in that? Is that like like if 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 it's uh, an age of plenty, are those just big fat tuberous nightmares? I, I right right. <laughs> These are the things that I oh, think about because oh, I'm a crazy person with brain problems. Oh, now, now I'm just imagining 
a serpent with like <laughs> you, you you know tegu lizards they got these <laughs> massive jowls yeah i'm just imagining cast with like he looks like he's got mumps or something <laughs> <laughs> no they're they're the um like uh oh god the, they look so he just puffs his cheeks and those inflate and they color <laughs> I don't know if that's better than what I proposed. At least oh, the thing God. that I offered had like a, a natural like benefit of like, yeah, that story. The, the meeting. Uh, oh God! Yeah. Oh, yeah. but they all look as look this. Oh, I don't even. Oh, you're you're no. making me imagine it. I'm really upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is <laughs> desperately upsetting to me. <laughs> Anyway, so let's get back to the yeah, back to Elden Ring. Uh, Rani, Rani is not an infinitely long jowl serpent, and so people are willing to listen to her. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. oh, oh, goodness. Okay, so um, she pops up initially, uh, way back um, in the beginning when you're mm. at. Um, Sight of Grace with uh, I, I don't know yeah, Kale, the first uh, the first wandering merchant that you meet. Yes, and yes. she pops up. I think if it's nighttime. I don't yes. Yep, yep. And and is this glowing after you speak at, to um, not Melania? There's so Melanin. many M's. Thank you. Yeah. There's so yeah. many goddamn M's in this game. I, I hate it so goddamn much. Um, yeah, Melina, after the yeah. first, when she offers you the accord and you go back to the church and it's like, hey, there's also a second waifu for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just really going all in on the listen. There'll be people yeah. to talk to. Mm-hmm. And you should pay attention, and to make sure you've paid attention, we've made them nice to look at. <laughs> yeah. Whatever whatever your preferences are, you like intricate costumes, we got that. You just like pretty women, we got that. You like guys in armor, they're around. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, hey, guess what? I'm kind of into all of that to a yeah. point, so yeah. yeah, this is for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the bisexual fever dream that is Elden Ring's uh, character <laughs> list. <laughs> Honestly, when I when I first encountered Ronnie, when she when I returned mm. to church at night, I was like, "Are you Lady Lord Karuku from Unico in the <laughs> Island of Magic?" I can see it. I see it. So yeah, we meet Rani in the Church of Ailey at night, and she says. I don't think I'm ever going to see you again. Hey, here's a thing so you can do spirit summoning. Um, I wonder what... Also, here's yeah. a horse. Here's a horse, too. <laughs> she get... No, no, Melina. Oh, oh yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, do you have You're a the horse? You're the one with the horse. Yeah, yeah. right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's, um, some, here's some ghost salts some for you. <laughs> yeah, some, some dogs and a little bell. Uh, I'm never going to see you again. Hey, Bye. do you think uh, do you think the current political order is bullshit? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally what she does. Yeah, like, I, no. I wonder when the tarnished will tire of obeisance to the two fingers. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, <laughs> out there. Yeah, <laughs> and then 
25 hours later, or in my yeah. case, 54 hours later. <laughs> it, was, it was like 38 for me or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we roll up to a, a, a troll, mm. a troll blacksmith yeah. reading a book. And I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, I like the cut of your jib, guy. You seem <laughs> like someone that I want to interact with frequently. Yes. He's a cool dude, uh, even if he does wear a literal tinfoil hat. Um, mm, it's made of glass. I'm willing to give it slightly <laughs> more <laughs> credit than oh. tinfoil. I know, I just mean descriptively. No, uh, yeah, it, yeah, well, but, but but the problem is is that his tinfoil hat actually works. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you meet E.G., the, the giant blacksmith and noted uh, literary lover, as well as uh, wearer of the glass tinfoil hat. And he's like, hey, yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, stand back, because I've got a really big hammer, and I don't want to hurt you when I'm forging your weapons, which is very considerate. And then he also says, uh, don't go up the road. When the Cuckoo Knights try to attack the Carrion Manor, they, uh, the defenders just set a spell that kills everything that goes up the road. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do don't don't bypass that easily bypassed spell. <laughs> don't step five feet off the off the sidewalk. It's it's uh, so I I I actually really love it because it's really visually impressive, but mm. like it is the easiest thing to avoid. The first oh, time yeah. I went to the manor, I was like, hey. I'm not going to the door. This is uh, an exploration playthrough. I'm going to, like, weave and bob all around the area right in from the manor. Never got hit. I don't think I've <laughs> been hit with that spell once the entire time. And I was just <laughs> like, mm, this is a bad trap, you guys. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're, we're not like a massed block of like footmen or whatever marching up the road, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for, for for us, with our fancy horse shenanigans, this is no real problem. What is a problem is you step foot in through the gate of the manor and are immediately crushed by several hands. Uh, <laughs> My favorite enemy <laughs> of the game. I'm so They're excited bad. to talk about <laughs> the finger creepers because they oh. are super gross and the most nightmarish thing imaginable. Yeah. Oh. First time bad. I went in, I got ambushed by the two big ones when I ran up to the fountain. And I was mm. like, this is a nightmare. I'm not dealing with this. And then <laughs> 35 hours later, I finally came back to deal with the matter. <laughs> uh, I think the only way these could be worse is if there were a few that were feet, not hands, like <laughs> sprinkled in for variety. <laughs> I... My, so my favorite thing about him is it literally feels like Miyazaki was like, hey, you know the Patches spider from uh, mm -hmm. Bloodborne? Yeah. It's, that's real unpleasant and disturbing. <laughs> what if we just don't give anything, any human features to like, yeah. like bounce off of and just mm. make it a gross hand? A gross hand with too many fingers. That's yeah. what we're going to do. Deal with that. And I'm like, oh, Miyazaki, I love you. I hate you so much. I love you. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, they, they all, they're 
they have a bunch of rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I also do love their bling. <laughs> like, <laughs> once again, I've talked about this, and I'm like, I think this is an endemic species <laughs> in yeah. the lands between. <laughs> so that just means that they, like, make rings for themselves. And I'm like, yeah. that's weird and gross and also, like, best thing ever <laughs> yeah well that's the thing is means they're not wildlife right like these are <laughs> these are a cultured people yeah even more so-, so than the pots which don't decorate themselves at all yeah there's a society <laughs> of finger creepers that like putting jewelry on themselves oh, oh well, well if they do jewelry they have to have smiths imagine if further in the game you found the hand smith Oh, just man. Oh. Away, just like with with a bunch of tiny little hammers between some fingers. No, I would <laughs> I would love it if they had one big hammer and it would just levitate itself like it does oh, with the yeah. fling, finger flick uh, yeah, attack yeah, yeah. and just like slam it against an, an anvil. <laughs> oh, now you're just like, like making had the make... little ones crawl <laughs> onto the fingertips of the big ones, so then they were like a hand with hands. Oh, oh man, gosh. they would, they would, they would be wearing the little ones would be wearing like heat-proof gloves to like, <laughs> like hold the 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 heated ingots. While the big one, oh man, this is we're creating lore. Yeah, in in yeah, in yeah. our minds. See, the thing is, this will pop up in six to eight months in a DLC. Right, going to call us an insider, and no, we just. We just really like to push the boundaries on what we can do with the hand monsters. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in Ferrum Azula, there will be a region called Fingerberg. God, I can believe it. Oh man! But yeah, you get you get past all the fingers, and it it gets slightly better once you're past all all the hand areas, and you're just dealing with like ghosts. And the occasional wolf or troll. I find oh, that a lot nicer to deal with. <laughs> I I like uh so I actually just went through this area in my second Virgil style playthrough. Um because I, I did a dumb themed uh DMC themed uh character build for my second playthrough where I'm Virgil from Devil May Cry and I just uh veered uh, immediately to the right and bypassed like most of the like trap um courtyard <laughs> to kill some Albanarix. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's a convoluted place. There's a lot of stuff in Carrion Manor that I did not find until I looked at things after the fact and went, oh, there was like a legendary weapon that you had to do a jump for and stuff. I, I was just running away from hands and ghosts and then I ran around a corner and there were wolves and I ran around, ran away from the wolves. And there was a kept troll. Going. There was a, <laughs> a troll tro- and the troll, troll cast with the hammer. <laughs> and 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 some and some perfumer assistance. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting area. I I really wish that um, it didn't feel like run screaming territory. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I I actually think that like considering like Ran um, Rani's character and place mm. in the narrative. 
I like the fact that this area is literally run screaming because everything yes. about its design is like, don't be here. You <laughs> should leave and never think of this place ever again. And it's like, yes. oh yeah, that's fitting. That makes sense. That's on brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's designed to be specifically hostile to intruders of right. any sort. Mm. Particularly lit- since the, pa- the, um, mm-hmm. uh, the path to it is literally hidden behind an invisible wall guarded by <laughs> annoying teleporting sorcerers, which are the worst enemies mm. in the game. <laughs> yeah. And the, the mini-boss in that area is the literal worst enemy in the game. So... <laughs> oh god um yeah yeah you're not meant to you're not meant to be here this is this is a side quest that has like 40 percent of the game behind it <laughs> right right <laughs> so much you you've, um, you've gotta want it you've yeah. really gotta want it if you yeah. want to get this content <laughs> see see that's the thing is i was just curious and exploring i had no idea what i was getting into when i explored the manor but you know you, you get you get through it all and you start this quest line i'm like this is a lot it just keeps going it yeah it's, it was like it's... the next 20 hours of my playthrough <laughs> um but before uh, so mm. the the manor is is big and vast and multi-tiered it's three-tiered you uh, uh, avoid the hands on the bottom mm-hmm. tier. They're your first um, roadblock. Then you start encountering the puppets that mm. that litter like the second tier, and that's the narrow walkway yep. um, that leads to a bunch of hidden stuff. And mm. then you make your way up uh, from that second tier to the top tier, and there are wolves that I'm going to assume would eventually become red wolves of Radagon. Yeah. Um, given, like given their, uh, you know, their, their fur textures, uh, not mm. necessarily their attack. There's a giant troll that drops what? Is it a weapon? Is it a I think it spell? Drops... Doesn't it drop the, the carrion royal sword or something? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, and there's a, um, I want to say there's a red wolf. I think it's on the. Um, oh yeah, it's after you. Uh, you bypass the the boss of the carrion matter, which is a uh, specter version of uh, what is it, Loretta? Night Loretta. Yeah. Yes. Who is super cool? Oh, uh, she is. I'm, super... I'm just. <laughs> She's so cool. I'm just so mad we don't get to fight her on horseback. It feels right, right. It, it feels yeah, rude. That, yeah. It, <laughs> it, it was. I. It, you know what? I will say this. I will make the statement with a fairly good certainty that at some point in development, they prototyped mm. being able to fight this boss on horseback. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh, well, it's still a very fun fight. Uh, she's like a, a caster. On horseback, basically. Yep. Uh, yeah. Think tree yeah. sentinel, but with magic. Yeah, with the ability to snipe you with an exploding arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 summon swords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, her arena is a decidedly very bloodborne arena mm. where it is a scrying pool of water surrounded by uh, very uh, lovely chairs uh, for people <laughs> to stare into the pool up yep. at the moon because the mm. moon's super, also super important in this game. Because oh, yeah. Miyazaki loves his iteration. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, heavenly objects are important. Stars are important in Elden Ring, so the moon is also very important. <laughs> I, I just like stars Stars and the moon are important in that the, el- the Erd tree is like, yeah, don't pay attention to those. Look at yeah. me. Look at me. I'm so resplendent and glorious. I'm the central focus of your entire existence. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> that's how you know it's important. They don't want you to look at them. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if only I had believed that when I was in middle school, high school, mm-hmm. and in my early 20s. Ah. <laughs> uh, now the real question is the is the Erd tree an allegory for modern day light pollution in Japan? I um, mean, uh, the the Erd tree is a <laughs> modern day allegory for a whole bunch of like socio political <laughs> ills that we are forced to contend with. So yes, is the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Loretta's arena is very cool. Loretta's fight is very cool. And then in sort of like a back corner of the arena, if you don't, I think if I had not noticed a second fog door when I was in the fight, I would not have noticed this. There's like a a small, not, not hidden necessarily, but just not immediately pointed out gateway where you can step out the back of the carrying manor to this field uh, out behind. And this is the area that is the three sisters, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm tr- trying to figure out who all the sisters are because <laughs> there's Rani, and then there's Rena. Um, but were they actually sisters, or is this just a coven kind of deal that we're going I, for? <laughs> I feel like this is literally just a feint of like, yeah. hey, I've got three aliases that I'm totally willing to work under. <laughs> you know, yeah, that could also do it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, through, throughout our journey in Elden Ring, we've seen lots of these mages' towers uh, that you go into to get memory stones, to get more spell slots, uh, basically. And there's three of them out here. Isn't that fun? Isn't that cool? Just explore around, and there's a dragon. Again. It's just uh, a small one. Just a little mm-hmm. dragon. Is it? Is it really? Because we've already fought a Glenstone dragon. <laughs> Yeah, but you see, this dragon's special because when you get it down by like thirty percent, it just disappears. Oh yeah, it just pieces out just, and just is like, teleports away. Yeah, it just <laughs> is like bye. Like yeah, I cheesed this dragon like super hard <laughs> from the hidden staircase mm. in a uh, set of ruins, and yeah. I was just like, oh man, I'm gonna get some good runes from this dragon, and it was just like <laughs> bye, and I'm like, oh. Oh, we're really doing yeah. this? I like... thought it glitched out, but uh, lo and behold, 20 hours later, I found it again. 
Um. I was I was so upset. I was so upset by like of being out cheesed by this dragon. <laughs> I was just like, man, I had a, like the perfect setup. You were like, I got you that, down to half mm. health, and you mm. just peaked out, and you're never coming back. Okay, I see what you're doing, Elbow. <laughs> Yeah, um, and this is a pretty cool area. It's very foggy, uh, but that's and by blue. design. And blue, blue and crystally. <laughs> uh, and if you go looking around, you find a room full of humans in suspended animation with a note in front of one of them that says, Saluvis's puppet, don't touch. Yeah. And man, that's a whole can of worms I did not end up delving into properly during my actual playthrough, but ooh. Oh, uh, was I know was what's the, going on? Was but, uh, this the the secret room? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. our with our friend that we met in Limgrave, who was like, "I'll teach you magic." Mm, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot going on in there. <laughs> yeah, a side it's, quest within a side quest. <laughs> it's it's real bad. It's really berserky in like mm. a non super like visceral way it's like yeah berserk but via implication and i'm like mm, <laughs> i dislike this because <laughs> she's next to a bed and i'm like mm, yeah. mm. i dislike mm. you sell <laughs> this even Tell though you you've yeah. literally got the like actual voice that i would use for a snarky mage caster in any <laughs> D campaign <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you explore around. Uh, two of the towers are locked, locked. Um, but the third one, which is Rani's Rise, uh, is unlocked, and you can travel all the way up. And, hey, there's that NPC I met frantically flicks through my notes 40 hours ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, again, uh, really glad I kept notes on where and when I met NPCs in this game because, goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been completely lost. Uh, and you walk up like, "Hi!" It's like I didn't invite you. Well, that's I guess my it's favorite. Fate. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> that's my favorite part of mm. this initial, like the secondary interaction with her, where she's like, yeah. "What the." What are you doing here? I <laughs> absolutely did not call for you whatsoever. Yeah. So Sundari, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> like I live in the back corner of Leonia in a house full of hands and ghosts and puppets behind a road that constantly rains magical death behind an uh, behind an illusory wall, which is itself. Uh, not expected to be illusory because there's also an illusory illusory floor next to that hiding the worst enemy in this entire <laughs> kingdom. No one's meant to know that they can come here. <laughs> like the layers, the layers of just like a normal person would have left by now kind of psychological defense right? <laughs> that are in front of her tower is kind of ridiculous. And yeah, her first reaction is, I definitely didn't send for you. Why are you here? And then yeah, you get to go, to no particular reason. <laughs> yeah, my friend Roger, who, whose legs don't work anymore, uh, he yeah. thinks that you're super kind of important, uh, and and <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk to you. 
Mm. Yeah, if you if you do Rogier's quest, you get to be like, yeah, I know who you are. And I didn't do Rogier's quest. I watched it like I didn't come here for any real reason. Hi. <laughs> Leave. <I just> <laughs> in. Yeah, I just found my way here by accident. Hey, and uh, in that case, her response is, "Well, it must be fate that we get to work together, rather than the yeah more reasonable. Okay, get the hell out, please." <laughs> that right. I would have expected. Which is super weird, considering that she's like, hey, I read the stars and know everybody's future, or at least would know everybody's future if they weren't mm. locked in stasis due yeah. to my stupid brother who's brain dead. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay, work for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so then she... Uh, basically, as you meet with her, her uh, not really ministers, her <laughs> servants, yeah. her, 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 her subversions crew. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and you've already met usually at least two of them by this stage because yes. there's Eiji, of course, uh, and you you meet them all as spirits uh, around her rise. I, so there's Eiji, of course, yeah. I like it because it, mm. it feels very much like in our post-COVID world, it feels very much like a Zoom call <laughs> to, does. Your, to meet all of your, like, co-workers yeah. now that you've taken yeah. on this, like, contractor <laughs> job for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you go downstairs and stairs and Eiji's ghost is just, like, filling a whole room. You're like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry that I lied to you, but I didn't think that we'd be working together. Um, <laughs> I promise I won't lie to you anymore, and I'm super excited to be working with you. And I'm like, mm, all right, dude, you, you, you're you at least useful, so mm. I'm not that angry. Yeah, and, uh, and Blythe's ghost is there too, which made me very happy, because... Um, you know, you do a little bit with Blythe early on in Limgrave, and then just kind of nothing, unless you're running around without doing this quest first. Um, right. And uh, then there's this stuck-up <laughs> sorcerer guy in a big, broad hat who says, Hi, I'm Saluvis. You but could come see me at my tower, I guess. <laughs> you, you, proven, you provincials. Oh, you provincials. Uh, why don't you pay me a visit at your at my tower? I am Saluvius, master of magic. And I'm like, oh, man, you're the, like, most tryhardiest first D&D wizard character ever. I, I hate you. I'm kind of intrigued by you because you're such a piece of trash. <laughs> mm -hmm. He only gets trashier. Oh god! Yeah, real talk. Real talk. <laughs> and yeah, you so... you talk to all of them, and mm -hmm. then you go back to Randy. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to sleep. Um, I've given everybody instructions while I take a nap. Uh, so yeah. come with them. Bye." Yeah. And she passes. <laughs> This is my favorite. I love that she's just like, we're not never going to meet again. Bye. I'm going to go to sleep. Bye. <laughs> it's it's my favorite. Just like, 
I don't believe that you're capable of doing the thing that I want to get done. So I'm going to be as horrifically dismissive as humanly possible during every single interaction with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we we get the general quest of find a way into Nokron, the Eternal City. Good luck! Uh, Yep. Uh, and this brings us uh, eventually into uh, Shiofra River, which, you know, Nokron's somewhere underground, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you, you run around, you run around Shiofra, you can find Blythe down there and meet yep. him. And he's uh, like, yeah. I don't know how to get up to that yeah. the, the higher level. This is kind of pointless, but I'm glad that you showed up to, like, help me mm. because we're bros now. Yeah, that's not gonna go bad and make you feel bad in your heart place. <laughs> Fifty hours later from now, no, don't yeah. worry. There's there's potential redeeming bits for that. <laughs> um, yeah, and so he he reroutes you back to go talk to um, Celibus if you didn't already. Yes, and then it's um, Eiji is who sent you here. Yeah, because he he gives you the general lowdown on uh, Nokron and Noxtella. Yes. Provided you went to go talk to him <laughs> afterwards. Because there's a, there's a whole lot of back and forth in this game and that uh, it's not um, it's not so uh, clear what you're supposed to be doing when you're trying to do some of these little side quests. Or the main mm. one, really. I, I actually really kind of like that they leave it up to the player's discretion with with Ronnie's side quest to like actually actively engage with the co-conspirators because it makes sense. Like yeah. none of none of them are going to come to you and say, "Yeah, this is the thing that we're doing to subvert the greater will." It's like, hey, if you want to know what's going on, you should, you should just. just um, find us and talk to us and like gain some mm. knowledge unless it's Salubis and he's just like <laughs> mm. he's he's so he's so Vincent Pricey that I'm just like man I really want to hate you but like all I can imagine is Vincent Price under that mask being like the snarkiest asshole possibly mm. imagined and I'm just like alright I'll at least listen to you with like without striking you down. Mm-hmm. Take this potion and be gone. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, give it uh, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I can that. do puppet yeah. yeah, get out of here. Go <laughs> go drug and assault some random NPCs for me. I'm like, no. No, um, no thank you. No thank you. To be fair though, I really did try to drug and assault the dung eater because I wanted <laughs> really really bad in my I first mean, playthrough because I was like eh, this guy seems like he should be taken out of the picture I'm not feeling that bad about mm-hmm. like removing him from the play field <laughs> I mean he's actively threatening you yeah <laughs> yes it's self-defense to give the dung eater the sedative and be like okay i'm gonna turn you into a puppet yep (laughs) everyone else uh, no no Um, no, thank you (laughs) 
but yeah, so uh, you get the you get that information. Is the only thing that's left to do is beat Radan. Oh, hey, like one right? of the best <laughs> uh, 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 from a game full of really good set piece bosses. Like mm-hmm. one of the best set piece bosses. <laughs> yep. This um, this quest is just here to ensure that the majority of people do get to do the Radan fight because it is entirely optional, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but man, it really does not make me feel good that Radon's super scrawny horse that is like, (laughs) is named after me because Mm. people named Leonard in popular media always get a bad shake. And I'm just like, well, I guess it's okay that he he loved him so much that, mm. that he, he, he wouldn't abandon him, but still this horse looks like garbage and is named <laughs> after me, so I don't know how good I can feel about it. I mean, you get to be the secret power source for one of the most incredible attacks in the game. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, but I... <sighs> fine. Fine. That is that is my favorite recent Zuli video, which is where what does Leonard do when Radan turns into a comet? It's oh, he's the teleport Homer. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm the the target that that the the attack homes in on. Man, yeah. that's that's my place in the universe. <laughs> It listen, listener. I know I've said it numerous times. It sucks to be named Leonard. It is a generally <laughs> unpopular name, and in popular mm. media, all the characters that are named Leonard and have a bad end. So <laughs> you will excuse me for harping on it just a little bit. Mm. That's fair. But, but yeah, um, yeah, go go fight Radan. Be cool. The tournament bracket is Radan versus everyone. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I love that Patches cowards out as soon as oh, you summon him. It's the feels so good. It's really it's. I think it's real. So you know, just to take a moment, I think it's really kind of amazing how. Miyazaki and the entire From Software crew collaboratively have like hmm. made this character a thing. Like it's the Razan the Razan Festival. You can s- literally summon everyone. There are more summons in this fight possibly than any fight in any From Software <laughs> game. Oh, oh for sure. You can summon Patches? Oh, cool. Patches immediately dips out the moment you summon him before he takes a single hit. He's like, yeah, nah, I'm I'm like, Mm. what? What are you doing? Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. You jerk. I'm I'm only here to get the riches after the battle. Right. (laughs) I would much rather kill anybody else that you summoned after mm. her, this fight, <laughs> then deal with this fight myself. Yeah. It's great. It's a really good fight. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. Um, I did it back when it was considered too hard, and it was still very good, just very hard. Uh, 
<laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah, it is just an enjoyable set piece. Above all else, like the red dunes, this massive area. Um and you you can do fun stuff with it as well. Like if you're <laughs> if you're really tired of fighting him and you keep getting him to phase two and then dying, just get him to phase two and go stand at the beach and watch him literally drown himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is new information that I am totally unaware of. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's a good time. <laughs> um, but yeah, Radan, uh, being the big, strong, and important man that he is, was literally <laughs> holding a gravitational spell the entire time that he was slowly dying from the Scarlet Rot, um, and just had frozen all of the local stars and or celestial objects in place, which is really nuts. Uh, and, yeah. you know, you can't concentrate on a spell when you're when you're dead, so uh, off goes that meteor that was aiming straight for Limgrave. I guess Radan slowed it down enough that it didn't literally just nuke the entire lands between. Oh, it's but, fine. It's Limgrave. It's fine. Nobody cares. There's only Kenneth Hyde there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh dear, what was that? It's just yeah, him. He's still there, didn't get him. <laughs> yeah, it went right overhead. Um, and just in case you missed it, here's all this anti-gravity debris in a big spire. So look over there, guys. Look. Go look at the thing. Look at that. <laughs> look at that area that contained nothing but demi-humans that no longer <laughs> Oh, existed. God, yeah. <laughs> there was a whole bunch of them there, wasn't there? There was oh, a no. whole... Hey, guess what? Nobody cares about demi-humans, and nobody cares about, like... Was it the malcontents? Mal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The yeah. Hey, hey, guess what? That's a that's kind of an important theme. Once we get later into mm. the game, it's almost yeah. as if the Golden Order decided to discard everybody who had been helpful that didn't adhere to its principles. Oh no! Surely not. No, surely uh. not. That's why. That's why Leonard the horse is totally okay after the Redon fight. Leonard he said sarcastically, "I really Leonard wish went. that. I really wish that horse had been like alive and just wandering the the play field after uh, the Redon yeah. fight. Like it would yeah. have been really, really sad. But you could have like gotten some kind of like spirit ash or ash war." Oh. No, just, just, just like them. Just send, just send Leonard to a to a wandering merchant up in Northern Limgrave. Oh man, could you he can imagine? live his live his retirement out carrying some wares and eating hay. Oh man, could you imagine <laughs> if like you run up on like a random merchant after the Radon fight and like you mm. strike at him and it turns out that the mule's not a mule, it's Leonard, and <laughs> he starts using gravity magic. Oh. <laughs> God, that now that would be a great little joke mimic kind of boss. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a phase three. I'm just looking for <laughs> any way to make the horse named after me feel cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, you can now uh, run down into this giant hole in the ground in Limgrave, and there's a ramp. Don't do what I did and just find the ledge that got closest to the center of the hole and try jumping down, thinking that the gravity magic holding all the rocks up might let you go down slowly. 
Right. It won't. <laughs> um. <laughs> this was one of the this I, I once again I've mentioned this before in regards to uh, Elden Ring mm. and in general from soft. Uh, coverage um uh, so i am plagued with acrophobia fear of heights mm, and yep. there is something about the specific placement uh, and specific limitations from software cameras that make me intensely paranoid whenever <laughs> i have to do platforming off of uh like mm. um you know deep distances yeah. so when i encountered the hole i was just like really Oh my god, are we doing this? I hate it. I hate it so much. I did. I actively like despised entering this hole to get underground because I yeah. was. It's literally actively and actually trigger triggering my acrophobia. That's fair. It's it's a deep hole and it's uh plagued with little bits where you could just slip off real yep. easy. I don't like that either. Um, yeah, you start. It's real dark. Yeah, you, you you work your way down, and it's like, hey, there's a whole city down here because uh, I'm walking through like the upper levels of a house yeah. with a hole smashed through it by a meteorite. Um. It, 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 it once again, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff with the um, Eternal Cities feels like. Uh, feels mm. super bloodborne just with its adjacency to like celestial bodies and entities and so on this yeah. really feels kind of like the old hunters where you're just like man this is was a place once mm. but it's not now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh the, these Eternal City bits are some of my favorite just, like, little zones in the game. They're not massive, but they feel really tight in that, in that yeah, this was definitely a place at some point. Uh, look at how it's fallen into disrepair and ruin. And uh, this is where we get to one of the, the interesting enemies that could have had more done with it. It's the Tears. <laughs> They're just around. They're these big silver blobs. Uh, they are the Slimes of the of the eternal cities but they do fun things like some of them turn into npcs with crossbows yep and some of them just make big needles out of themselves and stab at you and some of them explode <laughs> and and some of them are big rolly indiana jones oh, i love the love the big boulder ones <laughs> they're so dumb <laughs> I'm just, I, I just once again once again, uh, I love Faye, uh from Software's um, iteration mm. stuff. I'm just like, oh, hey, it's Phalanx. It's the Phalanx mm. blobs from Demon Souls. Yeah, just reappropriated into something else. <laughs> oh wait, no, this is an NPC. Oh, this NPC like nuked me super hard and like <laughs> posted me instantly. I'm I don't like these things when they turn into people. <laughs> Yeah, they can be they can be a little rough, um, but you know it's it's all well and good. It's all fun and games uh, until you walk through a door and have to fight yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, this is the mimic tear. Yes, let's revi- <laughs> let's revisit the mimic tear because uh, you know Stephen and I talked about it. Mm. Uh, um, uh, last episode but i do want to hear 
uh, everyone else's experience <laughs> with the mimic tear. Oh, Dave, Dave, you you tell us about your mimic tear time. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I was using when I went to go pick pick this fellow up. Um, mm. I think it was probably still the curved, curved straight sword. Ah, uh, yeah. The Bloodhound um, Curve Sword, yeah. Yeah, I think I was using that because it has the uh, the, the Blood Knight Step or whatever it is that lets you, like, super dash. Oh, Bloodhound Step? Yeah, mm. it's not the Bloodhound Step. It's another iteration of that because you get... Um, no. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't iframe you all the way, but you you slash and then you jump backwards and then teleport back forward again. Oh, oh right. yeah. The, 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 the weapon yeah. or whatever the weapon yeah. Yeah. yeah specific yeah and that's that's that stood me well okay. enough through most of the first quarter of the game i guess mm. <laughs> until it just didn't wasn't enough anymore yeah. um yeah i uh i don't remember it being a difficult battle i think i was just that that move makes it so you can kind of get around behind people a little bit, mm-hmm. and mm. it just only took a few few shots. Um, <laughs> probably because I don't have any kind of ranged like capabilities. Really, mm. a melee fight where they weren't going fast enough, like they weren't taking the initiative. You, if you're turtling during that move, it's just it, you can just get behind them. So yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I was still using the golden halberd. Um, <laughs> so my my issue with this was I hit the mimic tier very hard. The mimic tier could hit me for eighty five percent of my health. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think I won out purely on having more flasks than it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of the the ultimate strength faith build matchup where we both stood in front of each other and kept trying to stun lock each other and healing. Yeah. It, it, until one it, of us fell down. It was a paladin <laughs> slap fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Spending smites where we could and just laying on hands when we can. <laughs> It's a resource fight. You know, that's what makes it pure. You don't have to think about tactics. No one dodges. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I love this as, like, conceptually being a modular difficulty boss fight. Because the trick <laughs> yeah. is, you can walk in with no gear on, and as soon as it starts transforming, just put all your stuff back on and fight the completely nude, unarmed Mimic Tear. Just... Or you can do what I've seen other people do, come in with full endgame boss gear, and then once the Mimic Tear begins transforming, strip down to an unupgraded longsword. Yep. <laughs> and have yourself a nice, difficult boss fight. It's really what you want it to be. I, I, I do believe that I equated it to um, going into the Witch of Hemwick fight. Mm. getting your insight and then uh bold hunters marking out spinning your insight and then going <laughs> back into the witch of him with fight it's one way to do it 
I'm like, hey, let's, hey, you know what? I don't want to sweat this encounter. Hey, guess what? You don't get any ads, lady. <laughs> now mm. it's time to just punch you in the face. That's the <laughs> option that you get with, with the mimic to your fight if you know what's going on. Yeah, and that, that's something I've been kind of playing with as I move through the rest of the game is if I'm going into a, a boss fight or anywhere where the, the spirit summons like activates, I'll just I'll set up my equipment one way and then summon the mimic tier and then change back to what I was using. So it, it it's it's me, but it's using different items. Like if I had yeah. a better weapon or or oh something's weak to two different things and I happen to have those both things that I normally couldn't carry myself, but I can have another of me that has the other thing. Yep. Mimic tier is is a super cool. I hope that from software carries over the concepts of duplicating yourself as a like mm. like not online summon moving forward because I think it's super cool and I actually had a lot of fun like using the mimic tier once I finally acquiesced to using the mimic tier because I resisted. I was like, oh, this is the meta? Ew. I'm not going to do that. I'm a real gamer. And then I was like, I'm old. I'm tired. I just want to I want to finish stuff and I don't want to mm. spend 500 <laughs> hours on a boss fight. Yeah, mimic tier? Yes. Sure. Do Be the <laughs> best version of me imaginable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> um, but you're not even here for the mimic tier. Nope. Randy's got Randy's got plans. Um, I I spent so long searching around this area <laughs> to find what was needed, and in like a back corner, after you turn around like Widdishens four times in a courtyard and accidentally pick the correct direction, um, <laughs> you can find a chest. And in it is a key item that I was really wishing would be just a real weapon. Uh, it's a finger-slaying blade, which is, like, up there big blasphemy in the Golden Orders books. Yeah, right. It's a knife made for killing two fingers, which, yeah. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, because, hey, guess what? We encounter a lot of dead two fingers yeah. in this game, and I'm yeah. like, Wait, did the these two fingers just die of natural causes and and the other ones? Like what's like if they're not eternal, is it really that blasphemous to <laughs> nuke them from orbit? Otherwise, I really don't see it. I but then I'm like, oh wait, it's literally not about like the actual blasphemy and i'm doing air mm. quotes as hard as humanly possible when i say blasphemy yeah. it's about like removing things that are plot problematic from the theology mm. of the golden order so yeah I, it's kind of mute to question it one way or the other <laughs> well it's like if you're a devotee of sauron but then you killed the mouth of sauron so you're not getting any of the, the yeah, <laughs> this is true. Can't talk to the big guy anymore. 
<laughs> right because the, yeah the finger crones are also just like yeah we just look at hands to determine what's going on and now that the big hand is dead we can't tell you anything <laughs> sorry yeah. the big partial hand is yeah. dead we can't tell you anything it's only two-fifths of a hand <laughs> and i know but i just can't believe that there's also a a a a three fifths of the hand (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i guess this is why there are all those finger crones running around is at some point someone was out there slaying fingers right they don't have anyone to to pay attention to anymore so they do their like little sideshow hand readings for anyone who walks oh, by. Man. Wouldn't it be great if there were just as many finger crones for as many towers with the dead two fingers? Yeah. I think there are more, but that would also That would be great be if it was right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> who knows? I like that there are other fingers around and hidden as we find out later in this quest so it's possible there's dead fingers that we just never get to see i hate this i hate this conversation so much i hate the use of fingers in this way so goddamn much i can't even express it (laughs) like i was listening to it and i'm just like man it's the ear real bad and i actively dislike it yeah that's fair um (laughs) So anyway, you get the knife designed to kill the messengers of God, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and you you go back and like, hey, I did it, aren't I cool? Uh, And Rani's awake again, she's like, ah, cool, it wasn't Blythe, thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She expected Blythe to be the, the strong and correct one, which I can't blame her. To be fair, he's much cooler than I mean. He 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 is strong and for the most part correct. I'm also not <laughs> upset with 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 this outcome. Mm. Yeah, uh, and so Randy says, "Okay, uh, I gotta go. I, I gotta go on this long, dark, lonely, very emo journey. That's better to be taken alone. Don't come with me, though. I've got to do this myself. Say, no. Tell everyone I love them, except Saluvis. Fuck that guy. Don't come with me." <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite my favorite part is the fact that she's like, yeah, I told you that we're not gonna meet again once before, but we're actually really not gonna meet again for sure, hundred percent this time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, girl, you don't know. I'm a completionist. I'm gonna see everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and off she pops. Um, yeah, you can. This is this is part of my I managed to screw up basically every side quest in the game more to to a lesser or greater degree because it was at this point that I took Saluvis's potion over to Gideon and went, Hey, what is this? And he went, We can trick that guy with this and say you totally did that. Uh, and then I went back to speak to Saluvis and he'd been fucking murdered in yep. his in his room. <laughs> uh because Rani doesn't like to leave loose ends who are terrible creeps and i don't blame her for that (laughs) so Uh, here's the weird thing did you mm. find the the uh albinoric in carrier manner i don't think i did so there man i forget he's he's got a bell Mm. bearing and i can't remember his name and i'm actually trying to go 
through the website. So there's an Albanoric that's like, yo, I work for Saluvis and I, it's oh. my job to take care of all of the puppets. It's he, he's literally on like the ledge above mm. the bonfire over all of the finger creepers. Like yeah, right. second bonfire. And he's like, yeah. yeah, that's what I do. And so when you when you go back and you find that Saluvis is dead, if you go back to his area, you can hear him. He's like, No, I love you all. You're all my puppets. I all care about you. And then when you go back, all the puppets that have been surrounding him, all the guard puppets, they just mm. straight up murdered him. I'm like, wait a minute. Hey weird albinard guy were you actually the one controlling saluvis because he's in mm. puppet pose when you find yeah. him dead and i'm yeah. like wait a minute wait was it you the entire time are you actually saluvis mm. I, I don't know but it's super weird and you know they're both gross creeps and i'm glad to be rid of them yeah to be cut of both of them so i'm just like oh man i really wanted that dung eater puppet but like i'm totally cool that you're out of the equation now yeah there's a couple weird things that pop up with i think all of ronnie's cohorts yeah like i don't think you know well they're all like backstabbers of the gods but except for eg like, but is he i don't he, know he only backstabs the person the the character that was litter that they state is literally designed to backstab ronnie <laughs> So, you know, I think it's open to interpretation, but, like, I I actually consider EG to be, like, a fairly reliable source of information in, in regards to the, the other characters. So, you know, once again, um, I, I, I think it's up to the player in that case to, to make a decision one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, so once you take care of everything in um, Nokron, it's off to Noxtella and Jeez. down the other terrifying well. <laughs> yeah. They're all bad. Or so. all... I thought this one was worse. Ansel. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because, uh, I mean, it's the ant well. Yeah. <laughs> and the ants are awful. <laughs> and nightmarish and then people start writing them and you're like oh it's the worst of both worlds <laughs> they, were, they were bad enough on their own and now they're a mount for something else that's also bad oh man I wish there were so many more mounts I know that you know there are YouTube content creators they're like hey guess what all these creatures had mount points but man I really wish I could have gotten an at mount as well. Yeah, or just do more with what you're doing with the summons. Like, um, uh, Latena can ride a direwolf, but yeah, the, yeah, the chance that you can summon her when there's a direwolf around is like small, right? Once again. <laughs> 
once again, I feel like this was stuff that they all workshopped and then they just decided to like annex from the game. And I'm I'm kind of ex- I'm kind of okay with it. Like um I I watch a lot of content that's like what's the cut content from Elden Ring and I'm like all right, yeah, I kind of wish that it was in the game, but I I trust this team and I trust from software n- enough to have removed it for a good reason. Um, it's it's interesting to to hear about and know, but it's it's not the final product, so I don't really give it any um, you know extra weight when it comes to any of the narrative stuff that I'm 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 looking for in the game. Mm. yeah a lot of it's not additive like they they took it out because it wasn't working like it or it's introducing more bugs that we don't see right yeah yeah because because i just watched a video earlier today that was like hey here's the merchant quest line restored and one of my favorite (laughs) things was like hey you gotta kill some endemic crows from it and i'm like what endemic crows and they got notes attached to their legs and then they showed the crow model and i'm like that's a pigeon painted black i'm glad from software (laughs) (laughs) like Uh, i probably wouldn't have noticed in the moment but when you (laughs) type zoom in and it's just like a a pigeon covered in black tar and it's supposed Mm. to be a crow i'm like that's goofy I'm cool with this being removed from the final game. <laughs> but it's also the reason why I love these games. I once again uh, the the fact that I can I can trace like things like concepts, animations, everything back to like uh, Dark Souls 1 in in playing this game. I'm like that that's what I'm here for. I'm I love this iterative design because it just shows that they're getting better and better at doing the thing that they want to do with every mm. single game, and it's the, the thing that I connect most with their games. Mm. Yeah, they're just cleaning up and really polishing a lot of things. Or they had something and it. Uh, it hit a certain way and they're like if we had xyz like we could we could have made that a little better but oh here here's the chance to do that we can put a specific thing or, or reframe like a boss fight and right look, now it's now it's something that we maybe wanted to do but couldn't do at the time yeah like above all else i appreciate the fact that they got a chance to make the taurus demon fight from dark souls one not a trash affair (laughs) so where are we going from here well we go down 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 into the deepest Part of Ansel River, you can go, yep. and then you gotta go a little further. <sighs> right, so many coffins, <laughs> so many rides. 
Uh, but you know, this is the coffin that makes sense. Stephen and I t- discussed the the Star Trek: The Next Generation teleport coffin coffin <laughs> last episode that literally is like a tractor beam with runes surrounding it. I'm like, mm. this is the goofiest thing I've ever seen. The only reason I'm not laughing at this is because it's from software and it's not like conceptually goofier than anything i've ever seen before but Mm. still the magical levitating stone coffin was laugh worthy i am totally okay with coffin (laughs) that goes over waterfall of rot (laughs) in comparison oh man there's there's just so much rot down there though oh it's real it's real bad it's gross it's, it's, it's the, the worst, worst it's ever been. It really is. It's like <laughs> it's it's Miyazaki's dream swamp. There <laughs> uh, oh, we go. There, there, hey, yeah. hey, I'm I, I'm I'm typing that in the chat right now. A swamp so wide you can't even see it rendered in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> Just... I feel like there needs to be the swamp that kills you if you look at it. Ooh. <laughs> oh, the the frenzy swamp. Oh, that's, yeah. Now that's an idea <laughs> for Bloodborne Two. Frenzied flame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, they could they could get really into like alternate uh, mechanics here, and you could equip a blindfold that literally just turns the screen black, and you have to navigate via sound cues. Oh, uh, oh man! <laughs> you, but you know, you know, with the really hardcore from software heads, they'd be like, "Yeah, that's the best way to get through the swamp." You use best the way to get through the whole game. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh man! Oh, it's, don't don't give them any ideas. <laughs> oh man! Uh, I literally had to mute myself for the frenzy swamp. I was like, "Oh, that's." <laughs> seems actually plausible and I can't deal with that. Well, when they announce Bloodborne 2, you can start really worrying about that. Oh, so Um, so never? I never never. have to worry about that. You'll be okay. You don't have to worry about it. It's okay, Leonard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, but yeah, the the Lake of Rot absolutely sucks. (laughs) I can't believe they put a boss in there. Hey, listen. If you're smart enough and clever enough, you can you can at least make the, the boss. You can raise some platforms to make mm. the boss arena manageable. Ah, uh, that really works until the boss knocks you over off the platform into the swamp, and the animation is long enough for you to get Scarlet Rot. As now you listen, stand back up. <laughs> I never said it was perfect. I just said that they gave you the option. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, you go, you go through, what is it, Einzel Upper River, Maine, or whatever, and then straight down into the Lake of Rot, which is so much. Um, <laughs> and it's got basilisks, too, just in case you thought you know, it was easy. This game, right? Well, I mean, before then, you've got to you've got to fight a baleful shadow because a doll mm. that you found in a coffin oh, yes, told of you to. a doll that yeah. you refused to stop talking to told you, <laughs> man, this 
every single time I describe something from FromSoft game, I'm like, I sound like a crazy person. I sound yeah. like dumb crazy person. I'm like, yeah, then you <laughs> go down into this well and you find a doll in a coffin and you keep yeah. talking to it and yeah. the doll doesn't want to talk back, but then eventually does and it's like conscripts you. you. It's like conscripts <laughs> you into its service once again. And I'm like... <laughs> I sound insane every single yeah. time I talk about a FromSoft game. <laughs> well, yeah, because it is insane. This like, is true. They, they they play into the whole Ranny is just a spirit inhabiting a, a human-sized doll thing and go, well, why, why, if she wanted to sneak past some stuff, would she not just have a tiny doll made? <laughs> why didn't but what she... would happen if someone bigger were to pick it up and re- put it in their pocket and refuse to let it go? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, wait a minute. What, what? But then I'm just like, what was your plan? Were you expe- expecting a clay man to pick up the doll? Were you expecting a giant ant to pick up the doll? Why were, why was you the, the, the new vessel for your soul? <laughs> no, no. My my bet is the doll is also somewhat animate. And oh, that man. she was going to do like a Toy Story stealth sequence until she saw you coming and had to play dead. Oh, man. At which like... point you picked her up because she had the item glow on her because she was an item. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, it's like child's play. And she's like, oh, man, you're looking at me. I can't slay the two fingers. <laughs> can't stab these two fingers when you're looking at me. <laughs> Run away, this is not G-rated. <laughs> yeah, right. So, it just occurred to me. Isn't yeah. Isn't the boy in Child's Play also Andy? Yes. Oh. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yes. Didn't think of that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. Someone, I, yeah. <laughs> someone out there is now weaving dark alchemy to do yeah. a... Toy Story slash Child's Play, <laughs> something or a machinima, because I'm using yeah. a term from a decade and a half ago oh. to describe this. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, you pick up the Ranny doll and you pester it until it breaks the uh, breaks the masquerade and yeah. talks to you. It says, "Okay, you've got to kill." Now, interestingly, the dialogue says you have to get rid of the baleful shadows yep. that prowl these lands. There's only one, right? Like, yep. I'm not crazy. Just, okay, oh, cool. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I noticed <laughs> that, too. I was like, oh, I guess I at one point in development, I had to kill more than one of you. I'm glad it's only one. It was probably three. It would be rough. It, seems it was good. probably three. Three, yeah. Spread out yeah. across, like, the entire map, actually. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, you you move through there, and right before you get to the Lake of Rot, uh, you walk into a room, and there's Invader Blythe uh, <laughs> standing there. Yep. Um, not actually Blythe, as far as I can tell, but definitely something in Blythe's image. Um, yes. Yeah, the Baleful Shadows are apparently the Two Fingers assassins, so they know what's up. Right. Uh, <laughs> They, they know you're carrying Ranny around on her quest for finger murder. Um, <laughs> and it. you get, you get to, yeah, so I know. And you get to fight Blythe in an area with a small rock that he can get stuck trying to jump over. Um, <laughs> and then you can just throw lightning bolts at him until he falls over. 
Yeah, I I got I got him stuck on between uh, two coffins and then just uh, veiled him into a balloon. Yeah, the Gascon method, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was How's using the records. Yeah. Um, ah, yeah, the, just the blasphemous blade. Yeah, it, it launches that flame line, kind line of deal, and right? it knocks, yeah. has a knockover of like anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you good. Can just ram and stun, <laughs> unlock them. Uh, yeah, um, he's not super hard. He is, I would say, tough if you try and actually fight him instead right. of me and Leonard uh, getting him stuck on terrain and Dave just perma stunning him with a really good weapon art. Uh, but that's what those methods are for, You're right? Elden I... Ring is choose your own difficulty. You're, 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 hey, you're not Blythe. I don't have to respect you. I yeah, exactly. actively refuse to respect you, in fact. Because Blythe is cool. You're not cool. You're just a red mm. phantom that looks like him. <laughs> eat, mm. eat, eat all of this terrain. <laughs> eat your bad pathing and, and get out of my way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and at which point the doll says, cool, your work is done. I'm going to continue on my dark and mystical journey. Don't follow me. Don't follow me. And to be fair, once again, with like the psychological barriers, the path forward, the next step is, as I said, rot as far as the eye can see. Yep. <laughs> it's a good psychological barrier. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, because even better is because the the reward for getting past the rod is the second worst enemy in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because we all, I, I, yeah. I, I have a feeling we we all agree what the actual worst enemy in the game yep. has lots Good of arms royal and, 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 a, yeah. and a and a fancy crown. So yeah. <laughs> And so you're saying you're saying pests are the worst enemy. Absolutely, because that red attack is yeah. nonsense. <laughs> now, admittedly, in in this temple of rot, the pests are less bad than they are in other zones because they're all facing in one direction away from you. <laughs> well, except for the patrolling ones. Yeah, um, yeah, and also for the ulcerated tree spirit made of scarlet rot that right. is also down there. It's this is a this is a hostile space right. beyond the norms of a video game. Exactly. Um, the the only rep- the 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 only re- the only uh, re- uh not reprise. Oh man, whatever. The Rest only it. sanctuary is to climb yeah. into a coffin and go over a waterfall of rot. Again. <laughs> it's happening again. Uh yeah. <laughs> And then you go even deeper down. This this sequence and exploring the rest of the underground zones is some of my favorite stuff because it's you hop in a coffin and go, how did I end up here? You just immediately open the map and go, where am I? Right. What's happening? Why isn't there um, any rot down here? Did you somehow magically purify the rot yeah. that can never be purified by anything? Okay. There's like a carbon filter or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a Brita filter yeah. at the bottom of the waterfall. Yeah, it's a it, yeah, it's a cat fountain. It filters out all of the scarlet watt so your cats can have clean drinking water. I, I don't appreciate the thought of my cat's wet food being scarlet rot. 
I mean, it's it's, it's adjacent, it's, so you it's, know, it, within the, within the color spectrum. <laughs> so that's <laughs> something that you're gonna have to deal. You're, that's oh, something God. that you're gonna have to live with whenever she licks your face. You're gonna oh, see no. that build up bar starting oh. to steadily increase. Is that what cat allergy life is like? You pick up the cat and you just see the little dander bar build up. Oh man, I want an indie <laughs> game that involves a cat and. Uh, player character that has allergies and has a dander yeah. bar. <laughs> Man, yeah, like like the most low stakes souls game possible where it's like navigate your way to the grocery store and a cat just walks out of an alley and walks up to you like do you want to run or fight? <laughs> but, but 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 my favorite part of that would be the cat doesn't pay you any attention and just sneezes and it's yep. literally just like a cloud of death blight explodes <laughs> <laughs> off the cat. Okay, this is going to be a very ambitious Elden Ring mod, but I reckon I can get this going. <laughs> uh. But then we get to uh. my favorite boss of the game because it's oh. a big gross weird lovecraft boss and that's a visual feast boss (laughs) yeah (laughs) equipped with a with an anti-material sniper rifle and uh shadow jutsu yep i'm like (laughs) oh man this this boss fires purple lasers and is a weird skeleton dragonfly thing and made out of like planets made out of planets (laughs) and has a big eye exploding out of its skeleton forehead oh yeah. miyazaki you made something specifically for leonard thanks my my favorite minor detail is when it bites you its jaws make the bear trap noise my, my favorite <laughs> minor detail is when it teleports it oh. expands briefly and then compresses into itself like a star collapsing mm. That is a very cool detail. It is my favorite. <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was like, oh man, that's like actually, that's legitimately like the coolest animation I think I've ever seen from a <laughs> from soft game. I yeah. loved it so much. I was like, oh my yeah. God, I kind of don't want to kill you because I want to see you do mm. that again. And then it yeah. did it like four more times and I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And, and of course there's, the name, which is, I literally walked through the fog gate and yelled out loud, Astel, natural born of the void? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good name. Yeah, I'm just like, oh man, hey, hey Miyazaki, I appreciate that you love Lovecraft at maybe as much as I do and thus give me Lovecraft nonsense in all of your games post Bloodborne mm. because mm. this is what I'm here for. I'm, oh, I'm absolutely absolutely like thank you. Thank you, sir. You mm. you warm the cockles of my heart with your nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah this is Astel, natural born of the void. He's a star creature that this is this is the the final form of a falling star beast apparently <laughs> is um, it i have to question is is it now <laughs> who knows anymore um right. but uh this thing this thing fell to the lands between long ago literally burrowed a path through the eternal cities and ended up here at like the deepest dankest part of the entirety of the lands between 
and just kind of hung out. <laughs> you know what? Mm. It also makes me wonder, is this like a very weird, subtle Chrono Trigger reference? Is this like mm. Elden Ring's Lavos? <laughs> <laughs> It Maybe. feels Maybe it not. feels like a thing that's like Miyazaki's like, yeah, I like Chrono Trigger. Let's do like a weird Lavos boss that like mm. fell to Earth from the stars and buried Burrow deep underground. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This is a cool boss. <laughs> it's really cool. I love it. I'm really sad that I get I had to kill it and then yeah. kill the duplicate of it and that I don't get to fight it anymore because I really like looking at it. That's fair. Dave, what do you think of this giant space bug? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it um, up until <laughs> attempt number something in the teens. <laughs> to mm, I was just fair. like, I'm just really done with this guy. Um, and and finally realized oh the tail thing that was one-shotting me i can block that (laughs) (laughs) it's not just for aesthetics (laughs) shields are aesthetics to me i i went through i'm I'm repeatedly forgetting because i just don't use it to block things i don't know why i have it Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually yeah. developed a like a new play style method during Elden Ring where I would um strategically lay, uh, allow uh certain combos to uh shield break me because I realized that the recovery time that the boss would have between that combo and being able to attack again would actually allow me to regain enough stamina to start nuking them with Moon Veil. <laughs> so I would actively just allow certain combos to break my my shield guard. <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you will eventually, hopefully, defeat the natural born of the Void. Uh, at which point you can walk up to a big glowing doorway that says, hey, you don't have a ring of oath. Come back another time. <laughs> oh, um, unless you already do. Did you, did unless you, you already yeah. do. Yeah, did you? Uh... <laughs> I had to go back for that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing, actually, because yeah. I had already done it. So that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. prompt you yeah. if you already have it. There's no trigger so oh, yeah. oh, you use the thing no um did, did you guys even see the gateway it's like a big frosted glass thing with a rune on it no yeah no absolutely yeah. not because cool. i had already Good to know. done the key <laughs> item but yeah i'm hey thank you thank you for informing me that there's yeah. actually a progression blocker yeah there there is a significant and otherwise impossible barrier uh <laughs> if you don't pop back to see renala and steal her daughter's wedding ring right out of her chest uh, <laughs> it seems, um, or... seems on brand for these moon people <laughs> mm. Although, to be fair, actually, it's probably Radagon's wedding ring, right? Uh, yeah. 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 
man bit of a sore subject for her <laughs> the, the source listen listen <laughs> any woman that any woman who has a really bad divorce that ends up mm. spending all of her time in a floating cradle yeah bad divorce <laughs> sore subject yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, once you have that ring, uh, you can then progress uh, past that frosted uh, ice glass thing barrier, uh, and it takes you to an elevator. And I was really worried this elevator was going to go down again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it just goes. Not. It, it just goes up to the second highest point in the entire map. Yeah, an area that I spent a solid two and a half hours trying to reach earlier yeah. in the game. Yeah, man. Before realizing there was absolutely no way to parkour up those cliffs. <laughs> I was so angry. I was like, I was just because once again, I, as I've stated many times, uh, my first run was exploration, and I'm like, I mm. want to get up there. How do I get up there? Let me mm. up. It was literally Eric Andre let me in, screaming yeah. constantly, <laughs> and yeah, I eventually got it, but I was like not happy about <laughs> how long it took took me to get up there yeah yeah um yeah that that it's a big plateau with a building on it and on the map you can see like ever jails and ruins are up there and you're like i want to go up there you can get underneath it which yep. is where the albanoric village is <laughs> yep um <laughs> and like to to talk about the lead up to Elden Ring actually coming out, there were a bunch of screenshots they tweeted out that showed that plateau from various angles, <sighs> and everyone was like, I wonder what's up there, and it turns out you go, you got to go, like, 20 hours deep in this quest to right. get up there. Yeah, what's in up this, there? In this side quest hidden behind there. What's up there? It's some good stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. It's the Moonlight Altar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your waifu wedding is up there. That's what's yeah. up there. Yeah. Get married. You're going to get married. It's yeah. good. Unlike Dark Souls 3, you don't have to stab your you wife. You don't have to stab face. anyone. <laughs> well, yeah, the the wife-to-be has already done all the stabbing necessary. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you get up to the, the Moonlight Altar, you sit down at a grace, and you go, oh, wow, let's have a look around. And then you do what I did and get stuck in an Everjail for like, 25 to 40 minutes oh because this is the uh <laughs> this is the daughter of the ringleader uh assassin Everdale, mm. right yeah yeah this is where uh <laughs> black knife teach yep uh is in an everjail and it's just the the supreme black knife assassin fight <laughs> it's it's a rough one um yeah. but you do get the black knife teach summon as a reward which is awesome yes <laughs> Um, and if you're uh, actually uh, observant, then you notice that there's a hole next to the grace, and you say to yourself, well, there are holes in a bunch of dungeons. I bet there's something good down there. And uh, yeah, I guess there's something good down there. <laughs> right? Can we agree that this is a good yeah. thing that happened that we discovered? Which grace are we talking about? The one oh, in the chapel, or the one in the chapel next? Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. That one. I was going to like, did I miss a whole dungeon? <laughs> you, you did not. Oh, thank God. Yeah, uh, because because first off, hey, that dragon that teleported away is here. Yeah, and it's real mad, and it has a magical sword. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, a lot of dra- a lot of these dragons have magical swords. To be they're fair. all magic, but this one's glintstone infused magical. Sword. Yeah, this this giant frost sword incantation. Um, cool dragon. Uh, absolutely terrible to have to fight if you've been summoned up there to help your friend who can't get past it, and just constantly watch him get one shot by a sweep attack. Oh. <laughs> yikes yeah I'm like hey, that, that guess, was a rough couple hours i'm like hey guess what i'm a big coward and i won't do anything <laughs> until i feel confident in it so i just rode mm. past you and then sat at the grace to diacro you that's smart that's the way my friend should have done it <laughs> <laughs> but he wanted to get the dragon heart <laughs> as do we all yeah um, but yeah, in in a hole in a ground in the uh, in the chapel of uh, Manus Stellus, yes. the, the Star Man, um, <laughs> we go down into a deep dark hole in the ground, and there is just a dead two fingers and Ranny's naked doll body. It's like all rope. <laughs> it's so it's so. Let me talk. <laughs> it's weird because that she's like divested herself of all clothing because there's a, another side quest that requires mm. the player to divest themselves of all clothing mm. for for something and did she need to do that in order to like stab the there. two fingers to death like she did maybe she just didn't want to get her costume dirty Oh man, yeah, she because she does just reappear with it. She, she, she does literally just <laughs> reappear with it back on, and she's like, "Oh, who uh, who knows?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, she, she's killed two fingers, uh, adding yeah. adding to the uh, digit count of the dead <laughs> two fingers that we encounter in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um... And yeah, you you have a prompt to place the ring, uh, or no, it's a prompt to wear ring, uh, which is interesting because I went, am I gonna put the ri-? no? You you put the ring on one of you you pick one of four hands, I guess. Right. Uh, to well, place one the of, ring on. one of one of two appropriate ring fingers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, Ranny magically disappears and then magically reappears fully clothed and clean. Right. It was you. I, um, need, I needed to, pro- to protect my modesty after, yeah. after my explicit murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you have essentially become betrothed to an Empyrean, which yes. is what Ranny is, so you, by rights have access to the title of Elden Lord once Rani sort of ends up in charge. Right. Yes, hello, Lizzie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she gives you a sword, which is a real cool wedding present, and yep. uh, then she pieces out again, and you literally don't see her again until the end of the game. Yep. Uh, she, hey, she gives you the meme sword from all from software games. Yeah, it's the Dark <laughs> Moon Great Sword. <laughs> yep. Uh, Which I said, character. Mm. <laughs> I said, man, that's cool. I'm never gonna use this, but I'm glad that I got it because I yep. have to get it in every single game. It's tradition. It, it is. I it's would have like been sad if we didn't get it. Oh yeah. man, it's yeah. for something blue. 
<laughs> and it's something old, but it's also something new. She probably this. borrowed it from her parents. She probably um, borrowed it from her mom. <laughs> I met Ranala, fought Radon, or uh, Radagon. Radagon. Man, these names. Yeah. Radagon yeah. with it once upon a time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there are multiples of these swords out there. You can actually find. This this is my fun thing because the the law for this sword is like it's given to consorts of carrion queens. Yep. And way late in the game, you can actually find Radagon's sword that he got from Renala, um, and then promptly turned into like a big faith weapon instead of an int weapon because he is uh, disrespectful of his ex wife like that. Well, I mean, he's all about <laughs> that uh, that uh, uh, faith life. So. He is. But my favorite thing about the sword's description is, like, he mm. forged it, and then it was bequeathed mm. to him. So it's like <laughs> he made it, put it in the lockbox, and she was like, all right, honey, your your dick flattening's happened, so here's your sword. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I hate memes more than anyone else, but I'm like, in this case, the dick flattening meme is um but yeah and that is uh apart from the actual ending which i don't dave have you i assume you haven't actually finished the game the last i heard you were fighting a giant yeah <laughs> no i i the last thing i've done was defeat the fire giant and then yeah dipped a toe into Woke up somewhere new. um Azula. yeah um yeah so th this is more or less the end of the quest apart from the actual ending you unlock doing this which yep. i do 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 want to say is like one of the actually interesting cool endings um yes <laughs> but there, there is a little wrap-up uh which is something oh, that no sane person would find on their first playthrough uh in one case and yeah, um, so while you've been messing around underground, uh, the other characters in Rani's retinue have been off doing their own stuff as well. Uh, Blythe was going to come help you with stuff, and he got held up. Um, this is where we sort of dip, dip into lore, uh, because E.G. just locked him up in an Everjail. <laughs> <laughs> to add insult to injury, he locked him mm. in the ever jail that the Bloodhound Knight that he was searching for was locked yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and this is again lots of lots of the draw of Elden Ring for me is like these inter-character relationships and dynamics. Mm -hmm. And this is like this little part of this quest is such a good part of that. Um Rani is an Empyrean, which is like a Godling potentiate kind yeah, of yeah. position. A, a god in waiting. A potential. Yeah, that's a good word. God. Yeah. Um, and as such, they need to be guarded. They're all assigned a shadow by the fingers. Yep. Uh, which is literally a wolf. They they get given a puppy. Um <laughs> they get they get a they get a wolf bodyguard. Well, um and I'll argue that it's not necessarily mm. a puppy because somebody else kind of has a shadow that mm. they uh, actively remove from themselves later on near the end of the game. I I think it's oh, yeah. I think it's literally like this is the refined version of what uh, that mm. character ends up having. Yeah, yeah, fair. 
Um, but yeah, uh, in this case, Rani got given Blythe, uh, and the the job of a shadow is twofold. You got to protect the Empyrean, uh, but also if they step out of line, nuke you're there with orbit. a sword. <laughs> yeah, nuke them from <laughs> orbit if they if they don't put their pinky up when they drink their tea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so E.G.'s worry is that now that Rani is fully set out on the I'm going to get myself out from under the finger of the two fingers because it doesn't have a thumb. Uh, I can't say getting out from under the thumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, E.G. Under, locks Blythe under up. Under the index. <laughs> under the index, yes, thank you, uh, of the two fingers. Yeah, uh, E.G. locks Blythe up to stop him from potentially harming Rani. Um, and you, the thing no one would ever find is that if after you find Rani's doll in the upper Einzel area, you go back to Darawil's Everjail, you can talk at it, but not go into it, and yeah. Blythe will talk to you saying, hey, is that you? Someone locked me in here. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know sad. why. It's real sad. He's got a um, yeah. It bums me out. It feels it feels yeah. very much like yeah. This is like what Miyazaki would envision the end of Berserk being like. Oh, that is very sad, actually. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you you can go talk to Eiji, and he's like, Blythe's just off doing some stuff. Yep. He'll be fine. <laughs> Um, and then you get and, to confront him with it, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> "Yes, I killed them all, and I hope they burn in hell." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Eg is like pretty, pretty chill overall. He's like, "I think I did make a mistake when he hears about what ends up happening to Blythe eventually." Yeah, um, you know, Blythe was that loyal and that good of a person that he probably wouldn't have actually turned on Rani, um, yeah. but. Once all is said and done, you can go back to Rani's Rise, and Blythe is just sitting outside the tower, going absolutely nuts, surrounded by, I think, six or seven dead Black Knife assassins. Yep. Uh, because the, the fingers were really attempting to clean up uh, after, after Rani started down her path. Uh, and this is where Blythe, unfortunately, becomes hostile. Uh, and you have to fight him, and it's harder to get him stuck on terrain. Yeah. He's very strong because he's guts. Right. <laughs> and then when you uh, unfortunately put him down, you go talk to E.G., who's like, man, this... We... I did not handle this situation correctly whatsoever. Mm. Um, it also doesn't matter because I'm going to die soon, and then you sit at the side of Grace and and reset <laughs> heals over, <laughs> and then you find him uh, uh, a, a a light with a uh, black flame, uh, surrounded mm. by dead black knife assassins, and yeah, he is also gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is a really sad uh, roundup for those two. I'm not sad about Saluvus, that guy's awful, but yeah. Blythe and Eiji were nice people. Yep. <laughs> uh um Yeah, and that is that is sort of the the wrap up on Rani's quest. It is such a massive quest, it feels kind of crazy. Like up until this point, a lot of From Software quests have had this many steps, 
but none of them have been as integral to showing off large portions of the game. Right. Like, you you can get to these areas technically without following the quests, some of them, but, like, it makes sure that you find Siofra River, the Eternal City, you make sure you fight Radan, it makes sure you see... Uh, the Noxtella, the other Eternal City, and the Lake of Rot, and then the Moonlight Altar. <laughs> and yeah, yeah it, it covers this vast portion of the game, and it feels... Because, again, you can fight Radan without that, and you can still go down into Nokron and stuff like that, but it feels like such a good motivation to do that, because... Like, I, I started fighting Radan before I started fighting this quest, uh, doing this quest, and I fought him a few times went he's really tough but it looks like he's the end of his area yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go do something else and then I went did this quest eventually and went oh wait killing Rudan unlocks a new zone okay better go then yeah. <laughs> uh, it is yeah it is really big in scope and I very much appreciate that yeah the whole this whole quest on the whole, I think, is probably my favorite part of the game just because of what mm. it's doing with traversal and then giving you multiple NPCs to interact with and then each of them having kind of their own thing that they're doing that can also be a little quest on the side. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and giving you like a concrete um, development on some like of the backstory yeah whereas other other npc quests like really didn't do that in previous games like you okay that just filled out like their little bit of the world where this is ronnie's more integral to what was going on mm. and and um really to the whole thing because when you find her um body in order to get the key i think mm. to get the chest yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah. get the signet uh, ring. Yeah, and yeah. and get the half curse mark of death from her. Yeah, because it's it's on her back. So um, that just the the environmental corpse <laughs> storytelling is showing more of what's <laughs> going on because she has the other half of a, a death curse on her. Mm. Yeah, uh, because, hey, guess what, listeners? We didn't mention, yeah. she's the one that plotted the assassination of Godwin <laughs> Colton, and she just straight up tells you that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you have the the appropriate quest item, she's like, yeah, I mm. did it. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was all, like, a big plan to set this actual quest in motion, because what was it? It's like, Godwin and Rani both actually died simultaneously, yep. and because of that, because like the first death of a demigod was going to be a big momentous thing, and it was going to be a true death, a proper death, but because two happened at once, they each got half of the dying experience. Yeah. So Godwin's soul and mind died, and <laughs> his body is this perpetually growing, mutating undead thing. And meanwhile, Rani's body died, but now she's an immortal ghost haunting a doll, which was her plan, I guess. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, I, yeah. I, listen. When your mom, <laughs> once again, when your mom spends all of her time in a cradle, you're like, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever to get out of this situation. I wonder if she knows the big secret 
and this is part of striking back at the Golden Order. I, uh, you know what, given how in control of everything, especially throughout her quest line, I mm. I would be willing to bet that she is absolutely aware of the big secret of the Golden Order. Mm. Well, I think that's also yeah. why she had to like sequester herself mm. as much as she mm. could right. while she's enacting yeah. her, her plan. Get right out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so good. It's so plot relevant. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Even if you don't take Rani's ending, you learn so much doing this quest. It feels kind of insane. <laughs> I, I also, once again, uh, you know, Darkseeker Conf, she, that's what, that's what she occupies, but it doesn't mm. require you, like, beating the Four Kings. It requires you, like, <laughs> committing to a 40-hour side quest line in order to, like, get actual proper context for what's going on in the world. Because, yeah. once again, Elden Ring, much like Dark Souls 1, is a game where people are constantly lying to you about what's actually going on. <laughs> yeah, it never ends. <laughs> I, I mean, it feels appropriate and realistic because, you know, in life, mm. people there are people who proclaim to know what's going on that are actively lying to you in order to get exactly what they want yeah so you know mm, yeah um but yeah it is one of the reasons Elden Ring is so dang good is it's got quests like this this is I think the most quest quest yeah if that makes sense uh but all the others have similar energy levels i'm gonna be a little hippie about it you know they <laughs> they they feel wide-ranging and important even if they are not literally as wide-ranging and important as this one <laughs> I, I believe the parlance for the children of today is it's got a similar vibe yeah it's got the same <laughs> vibe yeah that's right <laughs> um, it's good yeah that it's good that's Randy's quest <laughs> All right, and I think that that wraps us up uh, for this episode because it's it's hitting that long in the tooth mm. era. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think I didn't have anything else. <laughs> no, um, I'm done too. All right. Well, we'll do the last bit of admin and then call it a day, night, whatever morning, whatever <laughs> it needs to be. Um, Cameron. Where can yes. folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me online at Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come check out photos of my cat and of hobby things I'm doing and <laughs> of, of grousing about the establishment. That's pretty normal for me at this point. You should all be used to it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm on holiday, so there might be more hobby and cat than grousing about the establishment, which I'm sure will be a nice change of pace for everyone. Uh, Leonard, where can we find you? Yes, you could find me on uh, Twitter as well at uh, Dr. Faust is Dead. Uh, hey, I post food pictures, I post cat pictures, and I tweet about 
random nonsense of living in the existential nightmare that is the 21st century as a human being. Um, and <laughs> if you want to be entertained by things that I create, you can uh, go to YouTube and search for Dr. Faust is Dead and you will find video essays, videos, and the like. Uh, and if you're interested in uh, my budding uh, live action film uh work career you can search uh youtube for uh, uh not at for <laughs> umbra knox productions where i will hopefully be finalizing a new video over this uh, long american weekend and dave where can people find you on the internet they can find me on twitter at cindy nut underscore plus you can find the podcast on twitter at mon underscore the monster and this as well as back episodes on uh, the website monsterdeer.monster mm-hmm. yeah, and that's us wrapping this one up we will be back next week uh with episodes three and four. three and four yes yeah <laughs> three and four <laughs> of pacific rim uh in into the black season two mm-hmm. or maybe set the black Yes. <laughs> the black. <Into> the black. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's us signing off, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye, folks. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>